Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and this is a 2022 Havelina 100 pre-race interview with Annie Hughes, a professional trail runner for Hoka based in Leadville, Colorado. Before we dive in, if you are a fan of Single Track, please consider supporting the show with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon, or by using our sponsored discount codes, all of which you can find in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much. And with that, let's get started. All right, Annie Hughes, it's a pleasure to have you on the Single Track Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. And uh, this is actually, I think, our first time meeting. So I do want to collect a little bit of background before we get into the topic at hand, which is Javelina. And I think one of the many things that I find fascinating about you is that you train in Leadville, Colorado, which is famous for many reasons. But um, I'm curious, what brought you there and what is the trail and ultra community like outside of August when the 100 mile race is going on? Yeah, um, so I moved here in 2019. And um, so I lived here three years, uh, but I moved to Buena Vista, Colorado, which is just 30 minutes down the road from Leadville for my senior year of high school. And my parents still live there. <clears throat> and then um, I moved to Alamosa, Colorado uh, and ran for Adams State University, uh, did cross country and track there for two years. Um, and yeah, when I decided to quit the team and just to pursue ultra and trail running, um, I figured, well, I don't have to stay here in Alamosa. I could go transfer to another school. Uh, and I just, I love this area of Colorado, the Arkansas Valley. It just feels like home to me. Um, just graduated from high school in Buena Vista. So uh, yeah, there's a little community college uh, in Leadville. Um, it's called Colorado Mountain College. And they have campuses um, yeah. <clears throat> all throughout the state. But uh, yeah, there's one campus in Leadville. And they have an outdoor leadership program. And, uh, yeah, so I transferred schools up to, uh, Leadville and that's kind of what brought me here. And, uh, I figured it'd be a good place to get into trail running, um, just with the Leadville 100. I figured there'd be, you know, a nice, you know, place to run and good community. So, yeah. (laughs) Super cool. There's so much there. I mean, I think it's fascinating that you made like the intentional decision midway through your collegiate career to focus more on trail and ultra, um, but focusing in on the Leadville scene for a second, I know, like, for example, Courtney DeWalter's based there. There's a few other runners that are based there. What does your involvement in the community look like? Are you training with any of these folks or are you someone that prefers to do more, more solo running? <laughs> um, yeah, I do all solo running. So I don't, I'm not like super involved with the running community here, I guess, um, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, every like everyone in the community is really great and everything. I just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't train with Courtney or anything. I just kind of keep to myself. <laughs> right on. Well, you you've had an incredible year so far. Reflecting back, I think you've completed four or five hundred milers or hundred plus milers, including Cocodona. I think you've won all of them. Um, what have been the biggest insights or takeaways from it all? in your opinion, like what have, what have you learned about yourself in this year of racing to date? Yeah. So, uh, it turned into this really big year kind of unintentionally, <laughs> uh, cause I did a couple hundreds just to train for Cocodona 
Um, so I felt like by the time I got to Cocodona, I had a whole season in itself. <laughs> uh, and yeah, then did Cocodona. And then I had these two hundreds um, later on uh, in the season. And um, they're both mountain 100. So I did High Lonesome 100 uh, here in the Swatch Mountains and then Run Rabbit 100. And so those are pretty similar in terms of training, uh, just a lot of like mountain. Yeah trails and stuff um so javelina will be the one that's uh probably the most different from all of these <laughs> uh but yeah i've i mean i've gone through some kind of waves like i felt like i recovered really well from the 200s going into cocodona um and yeah felt like i had enough time in between cocodona and then the next hundred to feel really ready and prepared for that um, cause I had a full month after Cocodona to recover. And then I put in some really good mountain training going into the next hundred. Um, but going into run rabbit, I, I had like a, maybe a little over a month, uh, in between high lonesome and run rabbit. And, uh, the training yeah. for that was, uh, pretty hard for me. I just felt pretty tired from the last one. So, um, yeah, I think I've learned that, uh, I've gotten away with this, this year, <laughs> racing this much and <laughs> um, these long distances, but I don't think it's something that's sustainable and I probably won't be doing this in future years. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well, I, I was reading one of your Instagram posts. I, I think it was a recap of Run Rabbit. It was awesome. And you mentioned suspecting heading into the race that maybe the, the frequent race schedule was going to catch up to you. Obviously, in that race, it didn't because you came away with the win. You you had an excellent performance. I'm curious, are you how are you feeling energy wise, fitness wise, etc., heading into Javelina? Yeah, um, so I haven't put in uh, too much training for Javelina because uh, I was able to kind of get my mileage back up in between uh, High Lonesome and Run Rabbit, but in between this one, yeah. I just felt like I. Um, it's more beneficial for me to be as recovered as possible going in. So I've tried to put in some speed work and, um, you know, just, I have, I have stopped running on the mountain trails and just have been focusing on flats and dirt roads and stuff. So, which is not nearly as fun for me, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm trying to make myself do that. And <laughs> I haven't done much heat training. Um, I don't, yeah, have access to warm weather here in Leadville <laughs> in the fall and, um, there's my, the closest access to a sauna is like 40 minutes away. So I don't really get down there very much. Um, but, you got to get you a sauna sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, so yeah, I feel like going into this one, I'm definitely like the least prepared for this race out of all of them. But, um, yeah, I, I'm doing it because, uh, I'm required to do one Hoka sponsored race per year. And this is the only one that fit with my schedule. So, um, yeah, I probably would not use it otherwise, but that's why I'm doing it. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fascinating. Um, well, you mentioned earlier in the conversation that, you know, you obviously have a collegiate running background. You were at Adams State, so you're not a stranger to the demands of speed. But um, And you've talked a little bit about adjusting your your day-to-day to to get ready for this race. How do you feel like you're adapting to the demands of what you'll need to do um, a week from today out in Arizona? You feeling pretty confident? Yeah, I 
I mean, there's not really much I can do at this point. Uh, so I feel like my endurance is there and I have, you know, a lot of experience with these um, hundred milers at this point. Uh, so yeah, I feel like the biggest thing I'll be lacking is uh, speed. And I just, I've never run on a course this runnable. Um, I did do a course mm. similar to Havelina in January. I did the Coldwater Rumble 100 as kind of a prep race for Cogodona. Um, but I, I wasn't really trained for it. Like I was just coming off my 2021 season and it was just kind of a race to kickstart the, my training for Cogodona. Uh, and yeah. yeah, so it's five loops and it was in Arizona. So kind of similar to Havelina, but it wasn't like, yeah, I didn't put as much as into it as I will for Havelina. So it, I don't think that's like the most accurate measurement. Um, so yeah, I've never run on a course yeah like this so um and really tried to put it all out there so i'm just excited to see what i can do and um, hopefully i'll be able to surprise right myself on. right on well obviously there are some you know in addition to being a hoka sponsored race there are there are some stakes involved there's a couple golden tickets up for grabs and i'm curious i know that most of your passion your interest is in these like true mountain races like the high lonesomes of the world the run raps of the world but uh is there any part of you that would be interested in doing Western States next June if the opportunity was there? Um, probably not next June unless, well, I have my heart set on Hard Rock 100. So I'm putting in for that and just <laughs> hoping some miracle happens <laughs> where I could get into that race. <laughs> <laughs> so if I get into Hard Rock, I, yeah, wouldn't consider uh, Western States. But um if I don't get in, it is something I would consider. Um, I feel like I want to, I don't know, Western isn't the most inspiring race to me, but uh, it's definitely, it looks like a cool experience and something I want to do at least once. So um, if that's next year, um, you're great to get that out of the way, I guess. <laughs> I got to say, I really appreciate that perspective because even though you know I'm definitely like a super fan of Western States, it's, it is refreshing to some extent to hear a high caliber, you know, elite athlete like yourself say it, it's not like at the top of the list for me. And, um, if it happens someday it will, but I think it's cool that you have other ambitions and other, other goals in addition to it. That's super cool. Um, you're a Hoka athlete. What shoes are you wearing on race day? Oh, I'm wearing the, uh, Hoka speed goats. Um, that's the only shoe I wear. <laughs> And I know they make so many other wonderful shoes. I just know that those work for me. And um, yeah, I've never had any problems with them. So I just told them, can I just wear those shoes from now on? Right on. Well, Annie, it's been great to chat. Uh, huge congrats on the season you've put together so far this year. Really impressive as a fan of the sport. It's been really exciting to watch. We're looking forward to seeing what you can do a week from today. Uh, we'll make sure to link to all of your relevant social media in the show notes. Is there anything else you want to leave listeners with before we go? <clears throat> I don't think so. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. Before we sign off, if you are a fan of the show, please consider supporting us with a rating and review in your podcast player, a donation on Patreon, or the use of our sponsored discount codes in the show notes. Thanks again. We really appreciate your support. Really appreciate you listening. Until next time, I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and you have been listening to the Single Track Podcast.